yes family, it might have been a little longer than it normally is, but we are back. It is episode 9 of the Gila Gossip Podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is Gila Seas. As you know, I am a reptile, a bit degenerate, and I am very venomous. And today we're going to spit some poison and talk about how the Axie Origin meta is currently looking. Now, as you're aware, phase 2 began last week. And we are in a competitive environment. Rewards are on the line. AXS is being handed out for those who finish in the top 10,000 places. That is 10,000 spots in order for somebody to potentially earn some rewards from playing this game. It is huge. There's a lot of things going on and we are seeing a true meta start to form. So we're going to talk about both of them. And of course, the guest that I brought through today is the ideal guest to talk about all things right and all things wrong. So without further ado, I'm not going to dilly-dally. I will ask that we continue to show support. Please retweet the tweet. 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 And like that motherfucker too. 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 Welcome to the Gila Gossip Podcast. Let's go. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of Gila Gossip. You know what it is, episode nine. We're deep in the mix right now. And this is a special one today because it's the first one after we've had phase two initiation. I've brought through the man, the myth, the legend today to talk about it with me. Someone I just mentioned that I wouldn't want to talk origin with anyone else. It is Jatster. Welcome to the podcast again, my brother. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having me again, Gila. It's nice to be back in the podcast and I'm doing good. Things have been going really great. Uh, it's been pretty hectic the past week or so. There's been like, you know, so many things happening with the reset. Yeah. And like, uh, like I just joined LLG. So that Yeesh! has been, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to what? LLG, man. Welcome, welcome, bro. Listen, I tell you what. It's been a very active time for sure. There's been a lot going on. Not only have, you know, we've almost had a, a catalytic or cataclysmic event with Phase 2 starting, uh, the hype's growing. Um, we spoke with uh, Hermie last week from LLG, um, you know, and all that you can say from that podcast was how impressed I was by uh, their performance and their current, you know, focus and attitude towards the game. So to see you now... Um, join forces with them only makes me even more bullish. So uh, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you as well. Um, and it's only right, bro. Tons of value being brought to the game by yourself. Like the vision that LLG has for the game is like, it's very long term. Yep. They're working really hard. Everyone is like working 24 seven around the clock. And it's truly like, uh, you know, uh, limitless. Yes. You can you can truly be limitless there. Yeah, they really cool. chose a great piece of marketing with the word there, but it rings true throughout their philosophy, which I I really I really fuck with. So now it's nice. Um, congratulations on that. I also noticed a nice little Japanese axie has entered the scene. <laughs> What's going on? You've been yeah, doing yeah. some origami. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Uh, so I've been like you know looking at this Axi for it's been a month now. I wanted an Axi like that's really u- unique to me. Yeah. No one can you know breed it, mm-hmm. and which looks cool. And I wanted to build my brand around it. So Japanese is what I could afford, and I really love the origami wings with yeah. the maybe size. Yeah, man. No, so it's a, it's a I went with it. The beautiful one. I saw the, the the display picture change. I was like, oh. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jasta's in the building <laughs> now. Have you used it yet in the arena? Is it is it arena? Is uh, it... it might be. You know, if taunt gets fixed, <laughs> it has shrimp. So oh, okay. half the time you can't use the card. Yeah. Well, we'll get in, we'll get into that later on into the podcast. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. As we know, uh, phase two was announced. It's actually as of speaking right now. It was roughly just under a week ago. So we've had a lot of time to to test it. Um, you know, to figure things out, to get a feel for how the game is right now. And from like a, a like an external and, and macro view right now, I would say it's holistically positive. A lot of people are now taking towards Origin. Those that probably didn't enjoy it as much before are now starting to see the competitive edge of it. Uh, you know, that's the competitive scene itself is heating up. The AXS rewards, I mean, we could go on and on and on. Um but it's it's it really is looking like we're on a track for a winner right now. Yep, like phase two just ticks every box like correctly. Uh, with the new update, the game feels a lot competitive. In game, like we have so many decision making, especially with how the initial cards have been reworked. Yeah. Like earlier, people used to say, you know, you just build the deck and that's it. You. Every turn, you don't have many options to choose from. You just play your card, but it's not the way, same way now. Yeah. There's like a ton of stuff you could do, and that just basically changes how, how the course of your game, how the game would go. Yeah, so for sure. Com- competitively and like strategically, the game has improved so much. Uh, and like the rewards, man, like for an alpha season, just one month, uh, I think it's four weeks, right? The alpha season. Yeah, it's not long. I think it ends twenty-something uh, of July. It's it's like the end of the month, pretty much. So we have like twenty-two, twenty days left. I don't know when you're listening to this, but roughly it will be the end of July when when the season ends. Yeah, and like the rewards are pretty nice, especially with the now only the top ten thousand getting the rewards. Yeah. So you actually like you know if you wanna earn, you need to play and be good at it. Yeah, there's a lot of incentive there, really, and uh, you know. I, I honestly think tons more people are taking towards the game, not not solely for these rewards, but more so for the fact that like the realization is is happening. I believe now it's like, yeah, okay, we truly understand that now. Origin is the future. This is what Axie Infinity is is moving towards, and and let's move with them and with with the community uh, instead of you know this split decision being oh well you know I need to sustain my earning potential in v2 i'm not going to choose origin right now like that really you know the rewards allowed that decision to become much more easy for an individual um and now to make it a lot easier to be progressive and to move forwards with the time so it's a it's beautiful to see i love seeing a lot more uh, friendly faces in the arena i've seen a couple of you guys on twitter in the arena as well don't talk about my fucking builds because i am not trying to play meta i'm trying to build something else so Keep it on the hush. If you got destroyed, you got destroyed. If you beat me, then fuck you. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. Sorry, but um, no. Yeah, this brings me to talk about um your journey specifically, Jatsa, because I feel like if we talk about um you know 
your experiences over the past couple of days or the last week or so of 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 you playing in the ladder we'll be able to touch on quite a different point so i know i noticed that you probably picked up the serious vibe on like saturday maybe the weekend that just went um i was quite similar i gave it a bit of a a time to marinate and let people decide what the meta was kind of looking like before i then went and chose you know the approach i wanted to take when i seriously sat down and would grind for like hours on end and then game after game so um congratulations by the way you made it into the top 100 i did see that tweet um so talk us through that journey i know it was over the course of two days or so or two grinding sessions um so yeah just just uh, you can start from the beginning of course but uh cover as much detail as you would like really and we'll, we'll, we'll expand on conversation as, as we get to those points so like when the phase reset came in uh, i was uh, using my mttm account right uh, so i was like really excited yeah. to play as soon as the reset hit i did play a lot i started with my reflectile team with the uh, like you know triple nut in the back foot scaling and the pure reflectiles yes, yes and i think uh, i got uh, around 60 like 55 stars in the first day i was like when the reset happened i was in the top 50 top 20 something like i was just yeah. there and then like i had to make the transition to llg so i didn't play for like two or three days so like uh -huh. when i finally got my accounts could be axes and stuff oh, of course you would have had to switch I, to a different account right yeah because uh, we cannot uh, you know use multiple accounts so i i couldn't even use my personal account yeah. to play for a while because axs rewards are there so everyone hearing it please don't multi-account now because the rewards are here and it's against us to yes, use multiple accounts you are gonna violate tos if you do that shit yep, so you'll stop probably, that right now yo finish yep. it one account you'll only, probably end up probably. getting like both accounts banned so yeah. just stick to a single account yeah so yeah when i like i switched to the llg account I, like i'm seeing the tweets everyone top like when i started uh top one was like 152 stars or something like that yeah i was like whoa i was gonna <laughs> say for, really context, climbed, huh? for context for the listener right now especially those that probably aren't you know as high in the ladder or aren't as familiar uh each game you earn on each game you win or or, or draw or potentially whatever happens like in the leaderboards you gain stars right and those stars then determine which rank that you will be in um i believe what is it per win is it about two two stars it depends uh, where you are i think it's one star per win and if you're on a winning streak in the lower ranks you gain a lot faster okay yeah like uh, maybe two stars per win you start getting but uh yeah like it's one to two stars per win depending on if you're on a win streak or not so that means roughly about 50 50 wins consecutively could get you close close towards the top 100 uh i would say yeah like you you can come close uh i think definitely you'll be like top 500 looking at stars right now if you get like 50 consecutive wins yeah but like, so there's some context for you if you go and win 50 games today in a row you might be in the top top end of the table so i started with the like lng count right uh, zero stars will like need to finish adventure first uh, yeah and like you know and people were just like 150 stars plus i'm like well, this is gonna <laughs> take some time to grind yeah at, at first i like on my first day of grinding for like 30 stamina i just experimented with multiple teams so i kept winning kept losing kept winning kept losing i'm like eh. like i was really frustrated because people were just abusing the taunt bug half of my cards didn't work <laughs> because um, many of my teams used uh, like targeting cards or aoe cards or some, some stuff like that right yeah yeah 
so uh, like uh, we need to come up like i need to come up with something to counter these guys like this is getting annoying yes so that's when i remembered like two months ago oh i wanted to test the death mark effect yeah we've definitely so, had conversations about death mark before um it was, yep. didn't really get to shine as much pre phase two i think now obviously with runes and charms coming out um of, of the context and it being more about the core game mechanics and you know your ability to to make those mechanics shine um Deathmark is a huge, huge threat right now. Yeah, Deathmark didn't used to work earlier. It used to be bugged. So even if you apply a Deathmark to someone, unless you're not attacking them directly, uh, you won't get the That's how like, it was. Damage you had to Death attack Mark. the actual Deathmark Axie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So Axie Kiss pretty much was useless at the point where you could target anything. And then unless you could actually continue to target that same Axie, the Deathmark effect of losing 15 HP per attack was just wasn't happening. So yeah. That makes a lot of sense why it was not really heard of. People haven't been building towards it um, until now. Now that we can see the game actually performing the mechanic properly, you can see the the, the value in that. So like uh, after getting like frustrated uh, playing the taunt axes, uh, like taunt teams and stuff like that, I was like, okay, let's uh, try that deathmark thing, uh, like if it's fixed or not. And uh, I picked up a Floor Reptile. It had like Tiny Turtle, Sea Slug, Kotaro Ice for the Deathmark, Tiny Dino. Like, whoa, this is perfect. Yeah. And I love like, Sea Slug, by the way. I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I love, love Sea Slug. It's, it's nice. So I paid it up with a, like a trip. I made a triple Kotaro Deathmark team and I was like, okay, let's see. Let's, you know, test it, how it goes. Yeah. My first match uh, ended in like turn nine. <laughs> I killed all three of his axes in one turn. I was like, whoa. <laughs> what the hell? Deathmark is fixed. <laughs> and it, it Wait, really works. I'm telling you, I lost I lost one game yesterday. Shout out to Ghosted, who was actually using the, the Deathmark um, build. It was a really interesting team. It is so hard to deal with. It, 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 the pressure is unbelievable. Uh, every turn, yep. like you are really under the cosh. And I, I, I was playing... Disclaimer, of course. I was playing Poison at the time, and it was like a race between who could do the most residual damage uh, as possible. It came down to the wire, and I believe uh, I lost by, you know, a couple HP. It was a a card or two in it. So, um, yeah, very very competitive build. Uh, like, and so on. After I made the Deathmark team and I started playing, I had like 28 stamina left that day. So I just played the 28 stamina. I lost like two games. I think I won 26 and, and entered the top 500. Very decent. Like, okay, then. Yeah, Very that's decent. a decent climb for like, you know, half the stamina for today. Yeah. And the next day I just climbed, uh, used it again. Like that day when I played those 30 stamina, I was the only guy using those Kotaro eyes and the death mark. The next day I come back to play and because I made a tweet about it, right? Like <laughs> showcasing how, like I made two tweets, how death mark was working. And the next day I go, I'm like, whoa, I fought 10 people with the triple Kotaro teams. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you, man, like just the same way I replied to the tweet, it's, it's, it's going to be called the Jatster effect. I'm sorry, it's probably going to happen more than this once. <laughs> you know, it's probably going to continue to happen. Um, but you know, if you build, if you build a team that has just great core mechanics, like the way that you do, you know, it's, it's, it's bound to happen, bro. People are going to see it. They're going to have that availability in their inventory. It's going to be unaware to the rest of the market. So it's going to be cheap to purchase if it is, mm -hmm. you know, it's, these things are just going to, they're going to naturally happen, bro. A lot of people build into the meta. So, you know, that's just the way it goes.
and it, it was pretty fun actually like you know seeing different variations of uh, like what i was using mm-hmm. being used in the arena yeah that's what i'm excited so, about with origin as well because like i always go back to this comment but it's not very linear at all there are a lot of components so a core mechanic can be used in a, a plethora of ways there's a whole heap of variety you can put towards something but as long as you are able to make a mechanic effective you know who knows what you can come up with yeah and and this counters of this right you know, like some players like you know, i went up against some you know big play big players yeah and a couple of them said yo this is broken this needs rough i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> you if you think it's broken you start playing it and I'll, I'll play its counter yeah 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 and, yeah yeah then let's see what what what's broken and not and then like wanna, i i think you know it? you want to drop the hint i've got i've got a, i have a way that dude yeah. i have dropped the hint in our last podcast i was on so <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, anyone want to know the counter to the jacks episode <laughs> yeah. 2 and you'll find out the counter to katara if not me you might be a sore sorry sir, sad person let's be honest i have another but, way like, I'm going to say it. Uh, I love these these reptiles so you know it's natural to me but if you got some gecko eyes you might be okay. Yeah. Like lenses pretty nice. Mhm. I actually fought someone with uh is it the the red sage the one well which one causes cleanse not adds or gives an additional cleanser the the charm. Oh uh, it's I, I think the white sage charm like we white get it sage. for free from the adventure. Oh. I forgot about that. I was so like perplexed when it happened. Uh, obviously with poison, and I'm like, yes, the stacks are nice. I was feeling good, feeling great. Uh, it was on a puffy as well, so it was like very important for me to continue stacking. Uh, and suddenly, puffy was just no longer poison, and I was pretty pretty surprised by it. Um, but then I checked the axie and and saw that it was charmed. I feel, I've got quite used to just not checking the axie's charms at the moment, which is a a bit of a bad habit. Um, to be honest, when I go into a game, one of the things that I, you know, used to always do, especially, you know, pre-phase two when everything was available, was always do like a quick, deep analysis of, of everything the, the team that I'm facing is capable of. Of course, that has to be done in 60 seconds. So uh, you got to know your shit. So, yeah, yeah, charms do surprise me sometimes. Like, you know, after the reset, we don't really expect people to have some charms. Yeah. But like I fought this guy who used a buzz buzz and suddenly my whole team was weak. I'm like, what the? Hell? How did you get the lazy oh. snail, bro? <laughs> and I checked his card. I was like, he had the lazy snail charm, the mystic charm on it. I'm like, whoa, wow. holy shit, this guy is lucky. Yeah. Uh, just disclaimer, I was meant to be doing a uh, big, big crafting session on stream later today. That's not going to happen anymore. I realized that I can't craft certain things unless I get to crafting level eight. I was level four at the time. So I started crafting stuff, of course, to get that level up, and I had absolutely no luck. So um, I'm kind of yeah, <laughs> you might have got earth stems, bro. Uh, like earth stems, they're just giving like complimentary. <laughs> yeah, without getting anything else, they'll just give you an earth stem. Attack the closest enemy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the most pointless charm in the game, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Does it like that stamp doesn't even avoid taunt, right? Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. It's, it's like there, maybe like. Why would I use this? Is it like if I need, like if I have, if the only axe I have available with like this move set that I need, and it has like toothless bite for the mouth card, and I don't yeah. want it to attack the back card. Like yeah, I actually used it on like I was I was trying out a <laughs> like a team with puppy ears and like strolling like double axles. So yeah. one of my beast had a gerbil tail. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't want it attacking the mid. 
Yeah. So I just use the earth stamp on it. I'm like, I guess, at least I guess. you know, make use of what I have. <laughs> it's a very finicky charm, to be honest. You know, it's one of those where I guess there's some utility, but it's extremely, extremely specific. And like it's not a rare charm for sure. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Well, you know what? I only get rare charms, so it is what it is. So like, and uh, talking about like the Deathmark team, so like you know, multiple people has started building the teams, and I had like a really big V2 Pro who shipped transition to Origin just now. I helped him make the Deathmark team. Yeah. And his first match, yeah, like just two three rounds into the match, and he said, "What the hell." And I sent him a Thanos GIF uh, inserting the Infinity Stone. I'm like, Yo, do, do you feel like this? He's like, holy shit, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he knew, he must have known straight away, bro. Uh, the traction that you can get, though, is, is phenomenal. Like you were saying, I think your first game, you said it, it finished in like under two, dig- two digits in rounds. Yep, yep. Uh, like the, if, if I, I like fight those Volgeco healing boys, I go to like Blood Moon, obviously. Yeah. Because this heals so much, man. Yeah. But uh, other than that, the uh, t- games finish under like twelve t- turns. Basically, in six rounds, the games finished. Yeah, six that's rounds of like full games. energy, full cards. Yep. Yeah. Nah, that's that 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 does make sense. But uh, yeah. So you know that journey from you went from top five hundred after day one, and then you continued to to grind. Was it the same team that you stuck with and, and continued to grind? Yeah, I or like played just uh, my like you know deathmark team i struggled a bit when i was around like 150th rank something like uh, 115 120 stars yeah it was just uh like what can we say kotaro is rng and all the kotaros kept hitting the front guys i'm like whoa uh, please no yeah that so is the, the, the one the one you know there has yeah. to be kind of something that you give away uh you know there has to be cons to the pros and i guess that that is the number one uh, con the fact that it is random but again you know as we get further into the game uh deeper into meta when we get the availability to purchase charms and stuff like that you can then eventually rocket stamp things and rare tetter so around that top 100 then i'll I'll be honest around that top 100 because i'm I, i've gotten near it myself over the past like well last night um what did you find you know, difficult to come up against. I've come up against teams, and I'll just I'll just name them off the top of my head of teams that have like really, really sh- like struggled against. Um, I came across triple little peas, triple carrot, um, with with plants with decent enough shield access. They were very, very anno- annoying to play against, and and very difficult to play against. Um, I've come up against curse builds, which have combinations of carrots as well. So there's just a load of damage output, and then. Uh, they're just trying to filter or, or fill your deck in with the worst, um, <laughs> the most amount of curses possible. Uh, and then, of course, you have a ton of healing comps. I feel like healing compositions are dominating the higher end of the spectrum right now. What the fuck was that? Uh, which I absolutely fucking despise, but it is what it is. Some people enjoy playing yeah. that way. Um, you know, here I am still nine episodes in saying the exact same thing. Uh, Sakura should not stack, and if you use double Sakura, you are a pussy. I will keep that statement as true. Oh, what about the triple Sakuras? <laughs> if and a bumpy. No, okay, listen. If like you are triple, Sakura I've, I've seen this as well. We probably played the same player, and if you're listening to this, fuck you kindly. But if you use triple Sakura and Bumpy, I I don't know what you do with your life 
but 60 energy may take you more than 24 hours so like how you're dealing with this are you okay mentally like like what's going on there because i don't know how how can you I choose to play i think that guy has been watching some tv series and playing on the side this is what i mean <laughs> but but it's it's very it's very difficult to play against like not only do majority of these healing compositions take a very long time to make their decisions each turn um but like the interaction is like they're just they're completely avoiding interaction like the game yeah. doesn't begin till turn 17. Yes, there's a setup um, process and things that have to be like accomplished before you get to that position. But as long as they set up, it's almost as if like you could use half of your brain and 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 still be able to 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 beat most compositions, which is what I just don't like about it. It's a very brain dead approach, in my opinion. And it's like uh, it's not like they win every time, right? There's counters yeah, like no, there's e even counters. with like Curtis counter them. Even with my team, like uh, I I think I had like around a seventy percent win rate. Yeah. Against like these teams. Uh, so I've like, been able to climb. Get yeah, I have been able to climb, and you know I'm in decent position right now. I, I finished off um, the the grind last night in top three hundred. Uh, I'm I'm able to beat healing mm. comps with a combination of poison stacks being significantly high like i have to focus the poison stacks but then also the use of tiny turtle so um you know being able to go behind shield now like it did in v2 it has absolutely changed the game for me i love that implementation and it is my sole or my direct answer um to these healing compositions and using the mechanic of returning a card i have i like i've loved it i've you know there's a ton of turns previously where you didn't you know you didn't get value from a certain card and now you are you're locked into waiting at least two more hands before you can actually present that value again um so the return mechanic has been able to to help me win these scenarios you know i know if you're setting up for the blood moon well i'm setting up for the correct card draw to chomp gecko to heal my stun and then thorny caterpillar behind your shield and, and actually kill a healing comp uh, in combination with blood moon damage and the poison so like there are ways around it. Um, there are hard counters now, and I don't think healing... Like, healing is pro pro sorry, progressively getting less effective as people become more annoyed by it, I, I, I think. Um, but, you know, if we get to the point where um, certain mechanics are altered, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if they're even thinking about it. But let's say, hypothetically, if Sakura doesn't stack anymore... Um, I think we'll see healing comps slowly phase out of the meta. Yep. Uh, like, I think healing was meant to just be a support, right? Yeah. It, it wasn't meant to be, you know... Like you, a focus you mechanic? Know, yeah. Mm -hmm. No one wants to, you know, see people just win games by Blood Moon. Yeah. And, like, like currently, like, uh, in my curse comp, the way I depend on healing is uh, just to heal my backliner from the AoE and the random hits damage. Yep. That's mainly how, it, like... If you think about it, like you can really like the one energy sakura is good like on some axis and yeah 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 don't get me wrong like i i've used compositions with a sakura in it i i think sakura is a great card to be honest for a one energy card it gives way more value than one energy really should permit i think seven hp per card uh, and then you factor in cucumbers on top of that it becomes you know it becomes very like extremely valuable um whether there's an ability to have Sakura as 
being able to continue to stack but reducing the amount of hp that it recovers could be a route that that may get taken um but yeah it's just it's it's a very valuable card for one energy cost i understand why they made it that uh, because of our turn structure which we'll get into uh, in a little in a moment after this but it's it seems a bit top heavy you know one energy cost equals this much value and return on investment when i get to the end game it's it's pretty pretty damn good especially now like now with the like base runes and charms people don't really have those attack charms those vulnerable charms making yeah. people like bleed and stuff so that's another reason uh you're saying like you know healing a little dominant yeah and you can't but target believe... the back line unless you, you yeah. have actual you know access to target yeah. it with with backdoor cards etc so but yeah i think they're just they're just annoying bro they're just i don't know i don't yeah. know what else to say they just they just really are annoying it's like every time i enter a game and i see those pink flowers everywhere i just i just sigh i just i just sigh because i know what i'm about to be up up against i don't have to attack for an entire game up until round 17 until you know it becomes necessary i've literally been playing games where i'm just checking history right as soon as you're not shielding, I'm I'm laying into you. And then every other turn, it's like, okay, just where are my poison cards? And if I don't have them, I'm just returning everything. And I'll literally, like, I'm almost skip turning. I'm almost going back to yep, V2 yep. against the healing comps. And that, that's that's what you're making me do. You're, make, you're yeah, making me sit here and waste my damn time. So the return function is pretty nice when you go up against, like, either healing or especially if you go up against reflectiles. Reflect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people are complaining, reflects are so strong. Like why it is reflecting so much? Like you know, if you use yeah. Skelly Spoon and Indian Star, the first attack gets just don't attack for, like the full damage. Yeah, just don't attack, man. <laughs> he's not attacking you. He's shielding up. You also skip. Yeah. If you want, if you want to save some cards, you save those cards. I think people will adopt. People will adopt it a bit more. I I I'm using the return card a lot more now that I'm in the top end of the the leaderboards than I was um, earlier on in the grind. Um, but I think once you really you know you start to figure out um, compositions and and you know what they're trying to achieve and, and how you can actually think you're doing something right but are actually benefiting the opponent like that. You, you players are going to grow with that right so the return mechanic becomes even more viable and even more valuable as people begin to understand it a bit more it definitely like helps uh like i wasn't able to make much use of it because like in my death mark comp the more energy you spend on attacking the better it is for you yeah yeah for sure yeah and like talking about energy like the new turn structure like it's nice, but uh, I feel like uh, I would always want to go second. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. That's great little trans transition here because this is the next topic we do want to talk about. I do want to mention this just before we touch on it though. With Kataro and Deathmark, have you tried a Kataro Eyes team um, with all backdoor cards so that you can specifically focus damage to the backdoor whilst Deathmark is doing its thing in the front if if you get to that situation. I know uh, it's like, RNG, but that thing doesn't work. Uh, what do you call it? The backdoor, they usually taunt, so I just depend on like True. the Kotaro. I have triple Kotaro, so at least one always hits the back. My chomp hits the back. Yeah. And my earwing also like AoE, so it, it does damage the back. So like by turn eight, I think turn eight or turn ten, their backline is almost dead. Yeah. And yeah. their frontline or mid is also dead. Well, yeah, if you think about it, if you are attacking every single turn, that's three 
that was 45 damage every turn to to whoever's death mark so uh yeah that that is definitely gonna add up after a couple rounds so but now man very very nice build but uh on to the next one as as people start to transition over to it um but yet, let's talk about it man let's talk about it this is um something a topic that's been it's jumped up here and there um i heard it in a conversation yesterday and then even when i woke up this morning uh, i was checking through discords and uh, you know communities and servers that i'm in um it was actually leia shout out to leia um he was talking about how he feels going second is an advantage at the moment um i would you know not convincingly but i would agree um i don't know how the data looks right we we the the step one of of origin alpha i believe was kind of figuring out the game structure right and making sure that we had uh what's the right word here um, a balance between like the turn orders you could say yeah so just creating balance in the actual mechanic of how a game works so there should not be an advantage between going first and going second we worked on a lot of different options you as you guys know who have been playing origin all through the alpha um we've we've tried uh, a few things um we achieved 50 percent win rate when we had term one as uh not able to attack um but again i think that affected the game in a way that like i was happy with right as a poison player but um for the majority of the rest of the meta it, it was it was a disadvantage um but we were able to achieve 50 percent win rate right by the data by the numbers um now we've moved to a scaling option which i i love um and having the ability to have energy progressively reach three and cards progressively reach the full hand of five every time uh, you start your turn um but what i'm hearing um you know is that it's actually a bit more beneficial to go second now i tuned into elazol's stream yesterday shout out to elazol an amazing player he's really great on explaining um compositions theories and and just breaking down you know the, the game itself but he was talking about how you know having one energy and three cards to open the game is a bigger like just has a, a higher percentage of fucking you over than it does going second and having two energy and three cards right which it makes perfect sense right if you have one more energy even though you you just took potentially free damage or whatever it is um it opens up more options in my opinion because if i have a yeah. terrible first draw and i only have one energy but i want to use two of the cards that i drew right then in round one I, I i essentially can't i could return one and then sack the other two off or i could play one and sack the other two off but there is no way for me to gain value off that uh, sometimes i've played games where i've drawn two geckos turn one right so until my deck resets i can gain no value of removing debuffs or anything like that until at least turn potentially turn five right or, or when it's back to my turn um with three energy five cards so uh i understand how this might be a thing i don't know how the the numbers look i don't know how the data looks right now um but you know let me let me know how you're feeling about that right now and if you've noticed that yourself or if you have any concerns about it yeah so actually like your as i told you like your around like the 150th rank i was like really struggling you know to climb it took me like 20 games to climb yeah. more extra 
like the main thing was on all those matches i was going first i was like every time i was going first i was like like what is this rng i don't want to go first because like going second has so much advantage and it's not just one energy yeah. so like turn one like uh, the player has one energy turn two it's two so this guy who goes second he gained like an extra energy right yeah and turn 3 you have like two energy and turn 4 now he has three energy so he gained another extra energy he has no, like I, two I, energy I believe, benefit in the game i believe turn isn't turn 4 still two energy no turn 4 is like three energy so like the guy who goes second gets like a an energy increase like twice in the game yeah that so like extra two energy is uh, like really a lot Yeah, it's it's huge. But now that I think about it, I didn't think it was I didn't think it worked like that. I I, I could have swore that you both stay like turn 1 is 1, right? It like this is how it would make sense in my head. Turn 1 is 1. That means that turn 2 and turn 1 for the opponent should really also be 1, right? Like no, it like 2 is our like for I, I know like... it's 2. I know it's 2, but what I'm saying is like wouldn't it just make more sense that like in those early scaling rounds the opponents should mirror each other so you get three cards one energy three cards one energy uh, four cards two energy four cards two energy and then we no, go I into three cards like, five uh, the best would be like turn one one energy turn two two energy turn three three energy but in turn four instead of having three energy it should be like two energy only so turn five the player who go went first got an like energy increase So yeah. like in turn two, like uh, the player who goes second, he got the energy increase, and in turn five, the player who went first will get the energy increase. So I think that would balance out like the gain of energies. But uh, like let's see uh, what the team comes up with because there is definitely an imbalance. And as someone who plays an aggro team, I do like going second so I can use more energy to do more damage. Yeah, yeah. And the more damage you do, like. the easier it is to fill their things with junk cards yeah and the answer is not taking away the ability to attack again i don't think i think that's that should be um you know revisited uh i just think it's yeah it's just scaling scaling numbers probably changing uh, and testing some of those things out i think the the hardest part now is the fact that like there are rewards in play um so like these types of changes or these types of issues like really um they can affect uh, a player's ability to climb efficiently um you know so it it it's it should really be like top priority to get these so, these things sorted out if you know what i mean because uh, just to bring fairness to the game um in a time where people are competing like we are genuinely competing for something now so um it these things matter just that bit more so yeah i think you know if the data states uh, and proves that there is an unfair advantage of going first especially in this competitive environment that we have right now you know competing for awards it it's very important that that is resolved but as again i don't know the data right now i only know personal experience and because of the playstyle that i play it doesn't really matter to me but i could understand from you know other composition perspectives how important it it may be anyway well one thing that we do know is uh very abundant in the meta right now or or just you know throughout the entire game and i'm you know what i'm i'm actually for all the hate that this gets i'm actually happy that it's as 
that she is as good as she is, and that is Puffy. What do we think about Puffy? <laughs> well, Puffy, like every team that I play, basically counters Puffy. So yeah, I like I didn't really find it that strong mm-hmm. because you know you you just need to bring it down to like less than sixty percent HP, and it's just like they just wasted an energy, right? Yeah. Definitely. So, and there's like many ways to do it. You can like you use some backdoor, use some AOE, use the reflects. What I do is uh like I have like a triple Kotaro team and a stun. So either if I if my Kotaro doesn't hit, I'll just stun the puffy before and yeah. And if the Kotaro hits her, she just basically goes down uh to like less than sixty percent yeah, and then it's just... HP. And she's just a regular degular axie at that point. I mean, I don't like after this podcast, I feel like we might significantly reduce the amount of puffy users, but there are honestly a, a, a large amount of ways to shut puffy down. Uh, I think you mentioned some of the well, the the most you know obvious or important ways to be able to shut puffy down. Reflect is an amazing way to do so with cards that she has, like little crab. Like she's gonna attack, she is. Um, so having that reflect damage uh, to stack up early is very important. Of course, poison works as well. Uh, Tiny turtle being able to attack anyone, and if you're you have the luxury of using it initially, uh, you'll be able to stun Puffy. I try to guarantee one stun turn on Puffy every time I come up against one. Um, and yeah, like you said, when you bring it below that sixty six percent. She basically wasted an energy on that baby. Uh, also, the fact that they yeah. use baby gives you that little bit of momentum, also, uh, which is actually an advantage. Sixty-six um, percent for Puffy is roughly like one ninety, one eighty-five HP. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, two hundred five, two hundred ten currently. Oh, is it? Oh, so it's even better. I always aim for one ninety. I'm like, get Puffy below one ninety, and I'm good. Um, so if you really like hone in and focus on that. Um, you know, once you bring it down below a certain threshold, it really isn't that much of a problem. And most of the time when people are using Puffy, Puffy is the main threat, right? So if you do get Puffy below that threshold, like the team and the composition starts to capitulate a little bit. So um, you just have to, you have to have an answer for that. I feel if you're climbing right now and you have absolutely no method of causing damage to Puffy, reflecting damage back to puffy or targeting puffy specifically like you will struggle and i think that's why a lot of people are struggling because they don't take that into account i think coming from before phase two like i have a fear of of backdoor threats um it was almost like that was the slot for an endless anger beast right so nearly every composition i ever made had an answer for something that was a huge threat in the backdoor so um, you know, we'll see people's compositions potentially adjust to take care of that. Um, and you know, yeah, where, where, where's all the mid puffies, man? I ain't seen no puffies in mid. Oh, actually, like some people do use. Uh, I I fought a guy who had like a front cactus carrot plant, a back cactus carrot plant, and a puffy in the middle. So he was like <laughs> just projecting the taunt yeah. and like doing damage with puffy and doing damage with the carrots. So he he had a pretty like nice team. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of ways that you can play. Um, but like I said, I'm really happy that it is that way because this gives, you know, all options to all types of players. I think this is necessary. Some people might complain that 
Um, the free-to-play and the starter axes are broken. They're overpowered. Um, you know, they generally have unique cards that allow them to fulfill certain roles, which helps players who can't afford to, you know, buy a, a very heavy meta team. And I think that's a very positive point. Yeah, and the uh, players who play starter axes, they also gain less moon shards, right? Yes. So if yep. you have one starter axis, there's like 33% less moon shards. If that's a two, lot that's as like well. 66% less, yeah. Because moon shards so... are not easy to get. I'll tell you, I've grinded two sessions of 60 energy um and i accumulated roughly i think it was 12 to 14,000 moon shards and that was gone in one crafting session did i get anything no oh my goodness <laughs> no i didn't get shit, <laughs> I didn't and get shit. I, i've seen like people with their first normal 1000 cost craft crafting like oh, day one just day. just randomly popping out like regenerator or something like I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. You... i saw that regenerator guy oh, he was like yo i played only 10 games of origin and i just checked Bro, this crafting system and i got this region the guy doesn't even know what wool gecko is he was like, oh, yeah. I, need to, I need to look into what Wool Gecko is. I'm like, oh, are you? Oh my god! You know what? That's but that's how it should be, bro. That's really how it should be, man. Like, I I want the runes and charms to be hard to craft because it pushes a player, man. Without me having certain runes and charms, like it has really pushed me to understand the game a lot more and to to like I have to play like efficient. I have to. Uh, I don't have the crutch of leaning on certain effects that, like, you know, can carry me through a game. So um, I, I actually enjoy the fact that they're this hard to get. And if they are this hard to get, that creates eventually, when we look into the future of things upon full release, that creates a scarcity market. And a scarcity market, you know, then gives this guy who just stepped into the game, you know, he might not have a single Axie of his own, but he has a Regenerator um rune which could sell for potentially i don't know let's say i would i would buy the regenerator rune for 50 dollars right now if 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 we could keep it oh right. i think it's gonna sell for a i lot think it's gonna be a lot more than that for sure i just i just yeah. I, i'm trying to i'm trying to bargain here jack so don't you know, let me let me guess <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean like it, it then gives that player the opportunity to work well you know i don't i don't have any axes to use this rune as of yet I will have his starter axes and we don't have a reptile one just yet. I'm waiting for him, by the way. You know, I want to see what that poison reptile is like. Dude, but, uh, yeah, the just, poison reptile. Yo. Have you seen that reflect reptile? <laughs> that guy has bumpy, scaly spoon, Indian star, curved spine. Doesn't he have that maracas or something? And it's like a taunt card, but for like free. No, no, like it's it, uh, not skeleton. It is bumpy, Indian star, curved spine. And I, I don't know what the tail is. I think it's snake jar or something. Oh, That's gosh. like a full defensive reflect yeah, reptile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot coming. I mean, as you go through adventure mode, you're going to get access to these like amazing starter axes that pretty much, you know, you you won't have to have so many different axes. Obviously, people will build compositions to take down the starter axes as you progress, and people who have capital have that luxury. But um, you know, the starter axes actually being this good is bullish for me. It brings players into the game. It gives them a fighting chance. It gives them a chance to be competitive without having to invest a ton of money into the game. And then, you know, that leads them into acquiring rewards, acquiring moon shards, then acquiring their own NFT charms and runes potentially, and then being able to create monetary value from their time and effort to then become, you know, active members of the ecosystem, which is which is beautiful for me. So it makes sense. Shout out to all the Puffy users. I'm going to fuck you up. 
it is what it is. But <laughs> at the same time, Puffy is an amazing axie, and I'm I'm happy for that. So, you know, if you're still Puffy in it, I Puffy like I've lost to Olek and Anna in the arena, so. I, I know yeah. <laughs> I lost to an Olic. It had Rise and Ruin. It was probably one of my worst yep, days. Same. <laughs> it was yeah. yo, it was so good. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. But like Olic has a move set that works really well with that rune. So I mean if I popped a Rise and Ruin, I might potentially use that that axi in in the same way. Uh, as a frontline, it was extremely difficult to take down and uh, eventually I just couldn't get through to the rest of the team in time and he was able to take me out so you know all, all different types of ways that they can be used um but like i said these starter axes being so good for me is, is, is a great sign all right then well the top 100 it seems to be like this spot to fight for um myself like even though i've you know overcome the top 1000 then overcome the top 500 then I haven't actually overcome the top 250 yet, but overcome the top 300. Like the goal really in my sights the entire time was to make top 100. So it seems that is the promised land that you made it yourself, Jatster. Can you give your like opinion on what it consists of um, and like what it entails uh, and what you feel, you know, has the best chance to be in the top 100 in terms of compositions? Uh, currently, the top 100 is like like the majority, right? 90 to 95% of the players I played are basically those who are abusing the bugs in the game. Okay. They're abusing the taunt bug in one way or the other. And so, like, you know, they can maximize their chances of winning. Yeah. So I think like uh, like uh, the, the triple cactus plants with the triple carrots, like the triple eggshell birds with mm -hmm. triple mavis and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's pretty strong, but I would I would not recommend anyone like you know specifically focusing on that on this because once the taunt bugs get fixed, yeah, these things are such like terrible teams. Like like if the taunt bug wasn't there, these teams are literally terrible. Yeah, like, really bad. <laughs> yeah, there's no. So, most of them have like no root. Well, the the plants do, but the birds specifically have no access to shields. Um, but like you said, the taunts at the moment are uh, preventing any type of uh, specifically targeting moves like Tiny Turtle. Um, and, and then AoE obviously is still not working effectively against like, taunt. You know, targeting, you can't even play AoE. It's like nullified so at like such like big level. Like the random multi-hits are nullified also. Yeah. So you More than half of the cards, cards doesn't work in the game. Yeah. Yep. I think I, I mean, I have Tiny Turtle in my composition and there's times where like I get locked into my only attack would have been the Tiny Turtle uh, and I just don't, I don't even have the option to use it. It would change a game, you know, those bits of damage add up and even the ability to have stunned the taunt, taunted Axie would, would be huge. So uh, a lot of the top 100 right now is would you say like very set in stone as to how the the game actually is right now and as we not, get these not, touches up not at all like if the bugs get fixed so like these players need to switch their teams like instantly the, yeah. the things that they have right now will stop working yeah so um, i'm might... happy i'm happy to hear that um i'm not a huge fan of what exactly is at the top as such um 
and yeah, like you saying, the 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 taunt bug is very frustrating. It's very like debilitating for the opponent as well. Yeah, so if I see things drastically change from from what they are today with a few bug fixes, I'd I'd be very happy for that. Now, any other bugs that you think um are out there that might be affecting the way that the meta is shaping out right now? Uh, I think it's a uh, majority of it is is the taunt bug. There are like many pretty annoying bugs uh, currently. Like if your Axie dies to a reflect, then that Axie's cards always stay in your deck and they're disabled, so you cannot even use them. Yeah. So that's a pretty annoying bug. And as like you mentioned to me, uh, if you kill someone with poison and they draw that Axie's cards, those cards just go into the discard pile, and sometimes your opponent is left with like one or two cards. And, no, like, no, no. Let's let's not call that a bug, bro. let's not call that a bug i'll be honest the story i was telling jackster as well is uh i was in a 1v2 situation um i deliberately allowed the midline to stay alive knowing that it would die to blood moon and poison at the time um i watched the replay back his midline drew four cards uh, and his back line didn't draw any and he drew a revenge card from his front line um so when his axie died on his turn from the poison uh, the Blood Moon took him down to below the threshold of what Poison would. Then his Axie died, obviously, as his turn initiated. He lost all four cards from his hand uh, and was left with one Revenge card, which was a sword. Uh, so he he used the sword and obviously it, it hit into my shield. And then he was completely like he had no cards in his hand after using one energy. So he had no he had no option. Um, I don't know if like like I deliberately played it to be that way because before it would be like you would turn their cards into revenge cards they would stay in their hand but they would become unplayable um so i don't know but if that's like strategic like... value or or if that that shouldn't I work i think like if the cards are going into the discard pile uh, like we need to draw that number of cards again again like, like replace you know, it yeah yeah replace those cards it would that would that would make it make sense it would make sense it make it a lot fairer but uh i was very happy and very proud of that one <laughs> and and the bastard was taunting most of the game, by the way. So that was it. Was very it was, <laughs> yeah. Was very he, he deserves that. He deserved it, bro. He really did. Um, but yeah, I think um, another another bug that I heard of, I haven't actually come across, but I was using Turnip early on. Um, then yeah, I realized oh, there like... wasn't many Mavis users, but now I'm getting close to the top. There is quite a, a lot of them. Um, but yeah, if if turnip does kill the Mavis, it does it like its effect just just stays throughout the yeah, whole game. The ghost of the Mavis provides the energy <laughs> addiction. Bro, it's like a complete counter. It's like you use turnip to just fuck yourself, bro. Like what? But um, I'm sure that will be seen too. Um, but a lot of these, I think you know, once we, you know, those bugs are kind of cleaned out. Like you were saying, I think a lot of teams have to change instantaneously. That can cause like some games lost here and there as people get used to comps or uh, different comps. Um, there is kind of like a warming up period uh, to a composition. So even that can have some sway and some volatility in terms of the leaderboards. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. Yeah. My composition that I'm Lincoln. working right now is very, uh, I'd say unique. I'd, I'd like to say unique. Um, other people might not think so. Um, but I don't think it's affected by any of the bugs. If in fact, if the bugs do get wiped, it's actually enhanced. So, but yeah, I mean, yo, I'm excited for it. If we do get these bug fixes very soon, what it's gonna help? Reveal your comp. What's your comp? Okay, 
You want me to fucking dox myself right here, episode nine, bro? Like <laughs> middle of the week, middle of the the run. I'm going for. I'm going for. I need these, bro. I need to go to Barcelona, bro. I need these rewards. Like, ah, uh, the plane okay. ticket and paying for itself. So, but I'm gonna do. I'll dox it. I'll dox it. Right? I'll, I'll even go on to. I'll go on to. Um, maybe so so i can actually you can show on your stream right yeah right. i'm gonna i'm gonna show jaster's gonna physically see it you guys are just gonna have to listen to the beautiful sounds of our voices describing it but uh jaster's gonna be able to see it um well i believe it's uh it's it's a very good composition bro it's been doing me really well recently i don't know if you can you see that right now oh the boys okay okay i see so you see what's going on yeah so, all right so i'll so give you a rundown I'll give you a rundown. So what we're working with here, obviously there's two reptiles as standard. So there is a frontline reptile and a backline reptile. Uh, there's a dusk in mid, but the dusk is largely a reptile to be honest, but it is what it is. Uh, the frontline has scaly spoon, curved spine, gecko eyes, snake jar tail, razor bite mouth. Um, I think and... it might be too much to explain it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I'm going to be here too long. Uh, basically, my team is fucking sick. That's all you needed to know. There you go. Jaster saw it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's what it is. Um, but that leads us towards the end, man. We've been talking for a minute. It's always valuable when, when you come through uh, and have these conversations with me, Jaster. So I truly appreciate you. Um, I do want to give the listeners one little gem um from the man himself before you go so i am going to ask you this one question jaster if you were bringing and and, and it, it can't be the the death mark build because i think now everybody's heard it they kind of know dude um, uh like the people that i beat with the death mark build they went to the marketplace picked up the <laughs> death mark axis and now they're using it <laughs> yeah well, they're like, hey. like one guy replied to me on twitter he's like yo thank god i met you and you beat me with the death mark. Now <laughs> no, I, I have to beat everyone, and I'm beating everyone. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm telling you, the Jaster effect is gonna it's gonna catch on. If you see Jaster playing something, can you play it the next day, bro? You have to hashtag Jaster effect. Oh, uh, yeah, not today. If you're if you're running in like the next uh, couple of days, I'm just gonna be testing weird teams. So <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> don't be mind trouble. me if I'm doing stupid shit. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna be in trouble. But one thing I want to leave on, right? If you like, what are your top like okay, let's let's do it like this. Let's quantify it, right? Give me your top three mechanics to build off of right now. Top three mechanics. Mm. Yeah. So death mark so would be considered one death a mechanic. Mark would yeah. be one. Yeah. First is death mark for sure. Second is uh, like I really like a combination of reflects and AOE for some reason. I'm I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out a build with it because you know AOE is bugged because of the taunt. You like a, a combination like, of, of, of what and AOE? Reflects. Ah, I, I reflects. like reflects a lot. Reflects yeah. are like, you know, because of like, imagine Scaly Spoon, right? But there's, so many, bro, there's so many carrots and all that shit and little pieces and all that. So like reflect right now, I think is definitely. Yeah, yeah reflects is there. really good. Like, and I, I've seen like reflects being like really popular too, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it counters a lot of things and if you can have a backline that you know if someone's just not attacking it's like a, a stall deck your backline could be a scaling right yeah scaling backliner so that could be a triple nutcracker triple owl that just increases in damage yeah. as the game goes so as as they continue to either avoid you or not attack you you're able to actually become more of a threat over time as well yep 
yeah and the third thing would be like whichever team you build have some sort of cleaning in there right yeah. a cleanse or a cleanser mm-hmm. just have something in there because there's just way too many debuffs in the game yeah it is massively important i think you know um a lot of people come from a standpoint of like asking the question well what do i build and they kind of want a one answer fits all and <laughs> there is just there is not that in origin yeah there is not there the, really is not that it's very situational very many things and everything has many counters mm-hmm. it's a very situational game um you know you have to be proactive as also responsive to the opponent uh, there are you know there's 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 a lot of layers it's like a fucking onion right there's not an answer for every composition i could not tell you a composition right now that i could confidently build you give to you and say go and go to number one right there might be you know some influence of that with bug abuse with taunt etc but uh, it's still got weaknesses it still has weak points and you know, building a composition and focusing in on a mechanic and then also enhancing that mechanic to deal with its weaknesses even better is probably the most effective route to go down. Um, so, you know, find a mechanic that you either have possession of, right, or that you enjoy the most and you have the capability to build upon. Um, and I'll be honest, personally, if I'm investing my own money into purchasing axes, it takes me roughly about even like eight to ten different axes with the same intention in mind to actually get to a composition where i think you know what it deals with all of the things that i want it to deal with and it also handles its weaknesses in the ways that i would like it to and it has a percentage chance to be xyz as well um which can turn into a lot of investment if you just take the floor price from that you're looking at average roughly around 70 dollars investment into a composition that might not even achieve the goal that i wanted it to so in terms of players coming into the space um the free starter axes are really good you can work some great strategies around them but just understand that there won't be a composition that fits all or answers all questions that's just how the game really is um and you know to be honest at different elos at different um ranks throughout competitive different things will work better and i think as you adjust to that it also enhances you as a player and you have to play different styles as you climb uh, and i think that that should be part of it i think that's a healthy competitive environment so yeah man yeah. good suggestions though i'll be honest uh, definitely having those cleansers in there for the third one was uh was important to put in there instead of going for something like brokenly aggro or something but um yeah cleansers are huge man ton of debuffs that can go out ton of different um, effects that can happen from being debuffed and it and really makes you change your game plan one thing i've been like playing decently so my reptile in the backline has a sea slug yeah so what sea slug does is it clears two two of your debuffs and gives you two cleanses and yep. that thing is like when played in mid game it's like really clutch during towards the end game you basically get no yeah debuffs onto you no one can stun you sleep you anything mm-hmm. you basically like end game proof yourself Yep, you're why I was saying I really love Sea Slug. I do. Uh, I don't like the fact that it's two cost still, but it should be because of the value you get from the card and the damage. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a very viable option. Like, to make up for that, uh, like two cost, uh, I like that's where my death mark comes in. 
So yep. when I use the two cost, uh, it, like the 30 damage is just given to the death mark Dexy. Oh, yeah, because it stacks per, per energy, isn't it? Yeah. And if like there's like two Xs death mark, then it's like 60 damage. Sometimes I would get lucky with the Kotaros and have their whole team whole death team, mark. Yeah. So it just takes I a huge just use... chunk in one. Yeah, that's like 90 HP going. Like per turn, it's like, an, oh, what do you call it? 135 HP? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's the extra damage I do if I get like triple death mark or activated yeah that's wild man that's fire but yo jazza listen we at the end of the road i could sit here and talk all day with you uh in fact i would i would enjoy <laughs> continuing and talking with you but uh you know the time has come unfortunately we are reaching the end of the episode uh any any final words you want to shout out there i mean you can shout out your your your, your uh your code as well if you want to i believe if people are going to start building yeah, death mark shout teams. out shout out to the sky Mavis team man yes big shout out incredible job incredible job so happy bro i'm i'm you've made me extremely happy since last week the excitement hasn't really left yet so big shout out to the sky Mavis team for sure anything else you'd like to add on there oh uh, i think that's it i like next week is gonna be exciting like i hope like in a week or because the season's gonna end like in three day, three weeks. Sorry, three weeks. So yeah. we might be getting bug fixes hopefully soon. Because in a week, in ten days, uh, like I hope we get it soon, so that uh, like the last uh, few days of the season can be like totally competitive and the two good teams that don't depend on bugs can can come through and truly shine. shine. Yeah, man. But I'm gonna be there with you, bro. I'm gonna be seeing what's going on, and uh, we'll both continue to climb. Uh, but thank you, Jetster. I appreciate you for coming through as always. But man, this Thanks has been me, yo. This yeah. is it's been one of those episodes. Tons of gems, tons of value to take away from this. Let me know if you're enjoying Axe Infinity Origin right now, also. And yo, continue to climb. The rewards are on the line. So if you have a great couple of weeks, you might have a nice, healthy sack of AXS to show for it by the end of the month. Huge, huge times. I'm so bullish on this space. I can't say it enough. But um, yeah, without further ado, I'm going to close the, off the episode. And this has been your boy Gila Seas. Jaster, the legend. Watch out for him on the leaderboards. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. It's that sad, sad time of the day where I have to say we've been here for too damn long. But my gosh, what a conversation. We covered a lot of areas. Hopefully you're able to take some positives away from this. Maybe some gems that will go and help you in your future towards the last few weeks of this season. Who knows? Are you a top 10,000? Maybe. Are you a top 100? Potentially. Hopefully you can learn from this episode and go ahead and build and work on it. Who knows, I might see you up there myself. But from me and Jackster, it's been a pleasure to be here again with the man himself. I have the utmost respect for this guy and what he's doing for this community and the scene itself. Um, so I'm sure we will see Jackster back here again at some point. But I hope you're not too suffered from the poison and the venom that was spat here today. Um, if you are, you know, 
go get a cleanser. You know, you're gonna need them as the meta evolves. But other than that, family, listen, I would just like to say once more, thank you so much for the support that's been going out for this podcast recently. We really are up in the ante as things go by. The scene is growing, the environment is getting bigger, the hype is growing also. So let's continue to expand, let's continue to grow uh, and support each other in this space. I will say once more, go ahead and retweet the tweets and make sure you like them too. And one other thing, if you check my Twitter bio, you will be able to find that Axie Infinity Lunasian code for you to go ahead and purchase your new Axies if you may have taken some gems from this episode. I would greatly appreciate it. It's not a requirement. It's just a way you can support the show and myself. It's this, you know, I'm just a lonely degenerate reptile. I'm, I might need some code sponsors to get me through the, the tough times right here. Yeah. And I need to get to AxiCon. So yeah, you want to see me at AxiCon? Just use my motherfucking code, brother. But other than that, continue the grind. And I hope that you enjoy all of your games today. Apart from those that you will obviously be playing against a double slash triple Sakura. You know, just those guys, they suck ass. Goodbye. Peace. Oh my goodness. (laughs)